Hey, this is Leandra Atkins, your host of Influential Grace Podcast. Religion who? Welcome back. Welcome back, you guys. Welcome to this new episode. I'm so happy that you guys are supporting. You guys are listening in. I'm so grateful. This is a new season, season three. And this season, I wanted to bring more to you guys, more interviews, more uh, more just different things. I really wanted to bring these kind of things to you guys. So today, sorry for all the hustle and bustle you guys heard, but today I am going to do another interview. And do you want to tell them about yourself? You want to tell them what who you are and what you're a part of and all that good stuff? Well, my name is Monica Jackson, better known as Prophetess Jackson from the International House of Prayer Mission Base. Um, I'm known to be, as even right now, here as a mother, as a wife, and as a, not so much a pastor, but I can function within that area, but I'm also a prophetess of the house, you know, as I'm called to be the prophetess of the house. And I'm so glad to be here today with my daughter. So this is quite a uh, transition. It's quite, it's beautiful. It's wonderful to see what God is doing in her life and in our lives as a family, as women, of the gospel of Christ. Which is awesome. Awesome to hear, of course. You know, you you hear her say she is not just one thing, but many things when it comes to uh, standing beside. Uh, if you heard the other interview that was posted not too long ago, um, go ahead and check that out. I believe it's episode five. Um, if you have heard that interview, both her and... You know, Pastor John Jackson, they both work hand in hand together and it's just amazing. She doesn't just accept the role of just a pastor's wife. She is very much into the work, into the the delivering of the word and everything. So um, let's go ahead and get started with these questions i have a couple questions i want to ask you i'm dying to ask you first of all i want to say that i i live for just picking your brain picking your brain on what you think on certain things and and just waiting to hear your answer so for number one what is the process of being a child of god hmm well, I will say to begin, it's many processes, you know, as many will take it. Some will take the process of being, or say the process of being a child of God in so many ways. But I will say number one process is to be able to have trust in the Lord, believe in God, um, and walk in the things of God, walk through the process, you know, as the Lord was giving me. Um, for somehow the season now is the process, taking the process. And this process is very simple. Not that, you know, because we tend to make it very hard. 
but the process is very simple it's just yielding yielding trusting in god and believing his word and just study and and just as you yield you just take one step at a time it's just one step at a time in his word to obey he makes it very simple and that is number one is to follow the commands to love the lord and to love your your neighbors as you love yourself and from there we can go from one day to another as the lord lead and guide us to perfect us in our walk with him but it's to trust the process by trusting in god and just believing in who he is and what he can do through and around us mm -hmm. Which is amazing. I really like the way how it's so simple. It may sound simple. And a lot of us may overthink it. Like, oh my goodness, I can't do this or I can't do that. Because if I do this, that's messing. Like, I'm, I just completely messed up. Or, oh my gosh, I just sinned. Oh my gosh, I'm going to go 10 steps back. And I feel like I was moving forward on my, you know, in my journey with God. And I did this one thing and now, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm gonna, it's taking me all the way back to the beginning. You guys, it's so simple. It, you know, like she said, some of us may make it hard. It's a simple way of living. Just it don't, don't overthink it and allow God to just lead you, allow God to guide you from one step to another. Um, of course, you know, I would think that prayer and communication with God and reading his word, of course, is a great first couple steps. And then from there, you then you just walk with God and allow him to guide you in the process like she was stating. Mm -hmm. um, what does it mean to be a pastor's wife? Like, what should others look for? What is what is the role of a pastor's wife? And I know that's not something that that's not just your title, you're in, you know, alone. Like you do so many other things. But what is your role as a pastor's wife and what should others look for? Wow. Hmm. Everyone sees and have their the outcome of what a pastor's wife should be how a pastor wife should look, mm -hmm. how a pastor wife should walk, behave. Mm -hmm. But I will say is, first of all, is to have a relationship with God. You have to have a relationship with God in such a way that your love for Him, your love and your passion for Him, His Word, is what will keep and also bring you into a place where you begin to have the different characteristics of God, of a godly woman, in order to be able to trust God, trust yourself, and trust the, the mate that you walk with for the Lord to assist us, to carry us through, to build you know, children of God, to build the people up, to get the people to to love God and to walk with him. Because it's like, you follow me as I follow Christ. Mm -hmm. 
and that will make everything easy. It's not the fancy clothing. It's not where you can sing the best. You could play the best mm -hmm. piano instrument. It's not all. Everyone is on goo over you because of your intellect. Mm -hmm. It's a. It's a. Just being a pastor wife is just being humble. And, and if you could be humble enough with such a passion for Christ, you will have that passion mm -hmm. for the people. Because it all begins from Christ and your household in order to... And if you can have that relationship with Christ and have such a relationship and a sure foundation with your household, from Christ to your household... It will cover everything else among um, when you have to walk and assist others by bringing them into, you know, that relationship with Christ. Because being a pastor wife is not hard. It's not easy. Mm -hmm. It's very, it can be very challenging. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to have values. And the value first begin with us having value in ourselves, believing in ourselves, learning how to have the word in us, you know, and that empathy and integrity, mm -hmm. you know, and being accountable to ourselves and what we and what we do and how we live our life and how we stand, what we stand for in order to display, to show it, to, to be able to go out there and stand before many other women of different age and different cultures and different, because as I said, it's a challenge. So it's not just you just being sent out there to choose the type of people you want. You have to be the, the woman of God of many, mm -hmm. many um, cultures and many beliefs. And, and, and it's not changing the people, but getting the people to see what God and how the Lord, how the Holy Spirit wants to lead them mm -hmm. so they can follow, be in obedience to the Spirit of God and walk after it. But it's standing as a pastor wife and being able to have that strength which comes from the Lord with a prayer life. Because I ha you have to be able to be that Proverbs 31 woman and some people see her as being able to do everything. And mm -hmm. it's not always. It's just knowing your place and what you can do and be the best at it. And first and most is to be there for your mate whenever he needs me to be there for him in mm -hmm. prayer, first of all. And being there to assist him and to hear, have open ears and a heart to him when he needs mm -hmm. to someone to where he needs someone to voice on because it's not an easy job for both and that's that's a lot clearly you guys as a pastor's wife you take on a lot of roles not only just you know in the church but you take on a role inside of your own personal family life um especially as a role as just a wife you know, when it comes to being that wife that you need to be for a pastor, for a husband that is in the position of being a pastor or a bishop, there's many different roles that you have to take on. But one of the things that 
I re that really stood out to me is when you said that as a pastor's wife, you have to be able to have that relationship with God to be led by God so that God can then when you when you have that relationship with God, then your whole character, you know, your whole self just changes, changes into something so positive and so beautiful that you're able to be what many people in the congregation need. You're able to be that. Some people may need a mother. Some people may need that strong woman figure. And you're able to do that. You're able to be what they need you to be by allowing God to be who he is and what he needs to be in your life. And that's amazing, yeah. you guys. That's something that you should definitely look for is a pastor wife that has a wonderful, strong relationship with God and that is open and able to, you know... Yes, correct. That's mm -hmm. awesome. So what is one thing God has done that grew your faith in God. So what is one thing that he has done for you that made your faith just grow like? I will say among many other things, mm -hmm. I will say they have come a time because as children of God, we go through a lot of trials mm -hmm. and tribulations to where... Through these tribulations, we learn. We either learn to grow, or we sometimes just, some just don't learn, and they go backwards. But I have had and always had the love for God in ways where I, no matter what mistakes, no matter where and how I, or what I go through, I am always, a, I have always been a humble person to admit my errors and to just, you know, go before the Lord, repent, because repentance is so important in the life of any man or woman as children of God. We have to be humble enough that we will live a repentant life daily because we're not perfect. We're never, none of us have not, not one have arrived. Mm -hmm. We will always fall because we're mm -hmm. human and we live in this flesh. But I will say that one of my um, struggles that have been through, that have grew, where my faith had grown, mm -hmm. was the period when with all the chaos trying to hold a household mm -hmm. and hold up a ministry and, and pray and hold up other uh, members that's going through that can be very weighty as mm -hmm. we said you know mm -hmm. earlier before being a pastor wife and that have really I have come through a place where it had really de almost destroyed the marriage mm -hmm. it almost destroyed the family mm -hmm. totally well almost destroyed my walk with God mm -hmm. it has got so bad you know, it was a fight between inside, personal fight, and the body of Christ. But thank God for which everyone needs. Mm -hmm. Someone that is there to lift you and encourage you and mind you. Every woman of God that walks as a leader of a flock mm -hmm. um, with a mate must have 
is so vital mm-hmm. that you have at least one person mm-hmm. that you can trust, that you can go and pray with, that can tell you the truth and, and lift you up. Mm-hmm. And that's what I had that helped me mm-hmm. along with prayer and, and, and fasting, of course, because mm-hmm. some things you have to fast, some things you have to come mm-hmm. to realize, mm-hmm. you know, to look at yourself to see, you know, out of all that took place, you have to come to a place to see why and ask yourself, why is all these things happening? Mm -hmm. But in the midst of it, sometimes the Lord just help you to stop, look at yourself, and see what is it that you need to change within yourself in order to get back on on the road, get back on that road, to victory and through you know i'm not going into all that but through all that i have come to that i can say that has grown my faith Mm -hmm. my faith to trust in god trust in no one else because during Mm -hmm. that time i had no one else to Mm -hmm. lean on also during that time i learned that there were some things that god was doing in me to Mm -hmm. root out of me that i couldn't see and some of it came from generational mm-hmm. and from my upbringing mm-hmm. that I just couldn't God had it so much he wanted to do with me I just couldn't carry what mm-hmm. I had or was holding on for my upbringing you have to let go of the past and allow God to do a new thing in you yes. so you can be strengthened and your faith can grow so you can come up to the place where God wants and see the beauty you know in you for you to grow you know and it's amazing so all through that I have come a long way and in that walk I have learned to trust in God I have learned to as the scriptures are lean not to my own understanding mm-hmm. I have learned to prayer to go and pray when I don't have the answer when I need when I have struggles, I've learned to stand alone with God in so many ways. And I can say that is one of the things that have my faith have grown. Mm-hmm. Because you have to come to a place that when nothing else works and no one else is around, you have to be able to know that God is with you. And to put that trust that he will bring you and take you through and you know what? It does work because it has saved my marriage, it has saved me, mm-hmm. and it has saved my family. And I am a living witness that mm-hmm. I can share this and help others and give them that assurance that they can come through it too. Amen. Oh my gosh. God is so good, you guys. Mm-hmm. In the midst of the times that you are going through struggles, in the midst of the times that you are going through trials, You may look at it as like, man, I'm not going to get through this. Man, when am I ever going to get through this? But there are certain things you have to get through to grow through. There are some things that you need to grow out of. It's that irk. It's that, you know, that hardcore, you know, it it could be a tad bit aggravating going through it. And you know, okay, I, I just, my only option is to get through it. But when you get through it, you you can see so many different things within yourself has grown. You have grown in so many 
different ways. And that's what God does. God is here to grow us amongst the many other things he is here to do. And none of us are perfect. None of us are perfect. We go through things. But like she has said, which was pretty which was pretty good out of everything else that you said too. All of it was good. But having that one person, having that one friend, that good friend that is there for you, that you can reach out to, that they that you can pray together, that you can talk to each other in regards to what's going on, but they'll provide you with verses, they'll provide you with prayer, they'll provide you with being the the greatest sounding board but also reminding you that God is God in the midst of it and he he will never change so that's awesome now what is one thing you would say to a single woman that's eager to find a lifelong love now you know like we you know some people out here are searching and this is a whole different generation some of the men out here may or may not who knows we you know y'all got to go looking but they may or may not be the type that's ready for love that's ready for marriage they are still wanting to be out in the dating scene and and the you know the rough rider scene i don't know but what would you say to those those single women that's eager to find lifelong love i will say and it's very hard mm -hmm. to speak to all women mm -hmm. but i want all to trust even those that not just single but those that uh, was married and looking again mm -hmm. you know whether you was a widow and you're out there looking searching again i know you have all many ways that you could find dates mm -hmm. now online and you know but i will say stop L search you know find value in yourself mm -hmm, first mm -hmm. stop and find out especially those that have been finding relationship that constantly no matter what making mm -hmm. the same mistakes finding the same wrong men looking mm -hmm. for love as the songwriter used to say in all the wrong places take time and just stop stop what you're doing and see who and ask yourself who am I? What am I? What do I want? What do I desire? Where do I see value in myself? You have to be able to find value. You have to be or come to that place that you build you up first. You know, find what you enjoy doing. Find what you want to become. Because if you find that and build you up mm -hmm. and find uh, integrity in yourself, to be accountable to yourself, to be able to trust you, because you first have to be able to trust mm -hmm. you in order for someone else to trust, for you to trust someone else or, or that person to find you trustworthy. You have to be able to find values in yourself, a foundation to share values. Do you, are you a person that like to share values? You like to hold conversations or, or you know, do you find that you that you have some kind of uh, empathy in yourself? When I said empty, lean not to your own, but allow yourself to open to be a given, a person that's given. There's a lot of things that you, we as women, should be able to come to that place to search ourselves first before we start looking. Find 
I always say to simplify, make you happy first. Find your happiness in you before you can find happiness in others or before you can try or, or say you're stepping out to try and make yourself happy mm -hmm. finding someone because no one will make you more happier than you yourself. And if you find and make yourself happier and find what you enjoy doing in life, and you find that, you go on and find doing something, educate yourself, find and educate yourself, find something, a hobby or something. Mm -hmm. You know what? You will open that door for the right person to mm -hmm. come. And that right person might like what you're doing. You want to be able to, to be, um, become one, enjoy each other. Everything is not going to be alive, but if you find yourself loving you first and, and, and root out, find what's wrong with you and try and correct all that. Mm -hmm. So when you do find someone and you go into a marriage, Hey, it won't be difficult because you have come to a place where you can be happy. Trust is where um, you learn to trust one another. And, you know, like some women have this thing about calling up and checking the phones mm -hmm. and wondering where this man went. and it's, There's no trust there. Mm -hmm. So I will say, find you. Find, build you up first. Mm -hmm. You know, and give of yourself have understanding and commitment to yourself for who you are, what you want to be, and everything will just fall in its right place for you. And I, I completely agree. You guys, I am married, so, you know, I'm not looking. But I wanted this to cover, I wanted to cover this portion for the ones that are single because, you know, like I said prior, there may not be, you know, you know, you may think that there's some men out there that's not ready for marriage. There's some men out there that rather just date and date and date and move forward. But make, spend that time while you're single. Like she said, and I, I love the way you put it, spending that time to grow, spending that time to see what are some things that I can change within myself. And I think that's exactly what she meant by finding the things that are wrong. Like, what are some things that are within me that can possibly be my downfall? What are some things? Is my am I too quick with my mouth? Am I am I, you know, do I have trust issues? Do I have an issue with being submissive? And in the Bible, it does call for a woman to be submissive to a male. Mm -hmm. Now, mind you, it does not mean that you are a slave to the male. It does not mean that you have to do everything that man is telling you to do. It mm -hmm. does not mean that. But it, it it is the mindset of allowing the man, the male to be a leader, allowing the man to lead you and you follow you being submissive, but also, of course, there comes times where I believe where you do have the opportunity to open your mouth and say, you know, hun, 
you know, I see certain things, exactly, communication, where I see certain things we could do better in or we can move forward, maybe going this way because this might help. That's when it comes to, that's where communication comes along and working as a team. But spending this time in singleness does not mean just being by yourself. You may look at it as it just being you, me, myself, and I. But mind you, jump on in with God. Yes. It's me and God. I'm single, but I am in a relationship with God. I'm, I'm growing in God. I'm allowing God to lead me and guide me on the things that I need to grow in, to lead me and guide me in That's his true. word and in certain verses or certain chapters or books of the Bible that really relate to me. And it grows me. I'm, I'm allowing God to lead me and guide me in areas where I'm leveling myself up, whether it's you know, um, more degrees, whether it's going back to school, whether Amen. it's getting an awesome job, whether it's, you know, is many different things. And then as you're doing this, then all of a sudden, God will present you with the right man. He will present you with the, the right man that you need in your life. And you will be so happy that you took that time to do it. You will be so happy that you took that time to grow yourself mm -hmm. then moving from one thing to the next on trying to find that male out there. And, you know, I I'm going to add this in when it comes to uh, sex. I mean, of course, that's going to be one of the things that a lot of women that are single think about. Okay, I'm going to be single. But then what about my sex? Like, what about my sex life? Am I going to be able to, you know, and I'm going to keep it real, y'all, on here. So I know some of y'all probably are thinking that, yeah, like, what about that? That's nice. I'm going to grow and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But what about when I go lay down at, at night? What about, you know, me waking up in the morning? Like, I still have physical needs, you guys. That is not as important as it, it is, is as you think it is when it comes to growing yes okay That's god true. has created us you know god created sex god created it for us to enjoy with our lifelong partners with our Thank with you. our husbands and you know with that covenant underneath the covenant but god can definitely you know like She's saying God can definitely keep us. God can keep you guys to the point where you guys are just on track, on a speedy track of developing and growing yourselves and maturing. And, and you know, I'm going to say the word growth again because it's, it's, it's amazing. It's amazing what God can do. And in that time, God can show you exactly what he can do in your life. And you will be so happy about it. Now, my other question for you is what is one thing you would say to a married woman that feels as if she is on her way to losing herself in her married life? Like, you know, she was on the, you know, on the roll of going to school or working and then all of a sudden she got married and now she's just like, who am I? Like, what, what do I do? What, what am I, what am I now that I'm married? And I'm caught up in what he's doing or what he has going on. Well, it takes balance. It's, it's, 
it can be difficult and life itself is not easy always you know you have challenges as mm -hmm. I always say but then in each challenge you gotta sometimes you gotta stop and then just look back at everything and try to line everything back up put everything back into its alignment and um, yes marriage can change things and imagine having kids even change mm -hmm. things more yeah. and just from the marriage you have to learn how to keep that honeymoon you know going you know keep um, communication going keeping that trust and trust will always be there is that trust yeah. uh, that honesty you know you have to sometimes you have to when we get married some people have a tendency all of a sudden the the romance is gone or they they don't dress the way they used to mm -hmm. to first get get um each other um they don't go certain places anymore like they used to they got all t tangled up with the jobs and trying to make the money and the house and then here comes children now and children now can bring the couples further apart because everything becomes the children, you know. And it's beautiful to have children, but children can be selfish too because they want all the attention for themselves. So we have a whole lot going on mm -hmm. that changes. But I want to say, you know, sometimes we got to stop and say, you know what? I have to take care of me. No matter what, there is times when you have to say, okay, let's spend time together because you are a couple. And there are times when you say, okay, I need, we each need some space mm -hmm. to each other because we're still individuals. So sometimes we come together and other times we come apart. And this is so important also in a Christian home. You have times that both have to separate because it's in the word. We have to separate for prayer because God is a jealous God and we have to always put God first. Sometimes we could get too caught up with the marriage and the children and everything. But when that starts to happen and you just begin to slowly take God out of the picture, the whole, this is where marriage can go totally under, <laughs> you know, out yeah. of order, out of place. But we have to find time where we can say, okay, this is time for me. Even in the house, if you don't go nowhere, do a bubble bath or play some sweet music. Some people like jazz. Some people like um, Agrostreet, um, the, um, <laughs> you know. Like the soap opera. Soak, yeah, soak, yeah, yeah. Soaking music. And, yeah. You know. Take time, whatever you like. Spend mm -hmm. some time with yourself. Some people love going to the movies. Mm -hmm. Some people hate to go places by themselves. But give it a try. You might like it. Sometimes just sit there and have um, dinner or mm -hmm. ice cream. or, mm -hmm. And then when that time comes for each to come together, yes. oh, it can be it's so much fun. You know, you spend a lot of time. But I will say for a woman that is married... These are the things we have to do, but the number one thing to keep that relationship strong is always, always keep spend time with the Lord because He will lead you and guide you as you ask Him to. Mm -hmm. 
Lord, help and strengthen my marriage because we want to always keep the enemy out of your marriage, out of your home, out of anything concerning your marriage, your finance, your health and all that by simply staying before God. You know, both couples have to stay. And if you have a, a couple that uh, uh, that is not married, wow, you really need to keep praying for that person mm -hmm. and never try to change each other. It will not work. Mm -hmm. Don't ever try to change. This is why as when you're single, it's important that you get to know and you mm -hmm. find peace within yourself and find what you enjoy doing and, and bring as you know, as Miss Atkins said, you know, you find you. So when you do tie the knot, you're still happy. Even if things go out of order, you're still happy because, you know, you found what you enjoy, what you like, and you have a voice. And you have to know that you both can have a voice. And this is where listening and a communication and honesty comes in. So it all surrounds that whether you're single or you're married. You know, but God, no matter where you take it, he has to be the number one in anything concerning your marriage and your children, family as a whole. I like that. Mm -hmm. I do like it. I really do like it. So I definitely, you know, I definitely do the spending time, making sure that I take time out for myself, for the woman that is out there that is married, or for the women that's out there that is married and they feel like they may be losing themselves within their marriage. You guys take that time out for yourself. That does not make you a selfish person. That, does not, that doesn't make you. And if you do have children, it doesn't make you a bad mother. It doesn't make you a bad wife. Sometimes you have to take that time because like she said, we, you and that man are still individuals. You guys are still your own. You guys came together as one, but you're still your own. So you still have to just make sure you do things that make you happy on the side. Do things that fulfill your needs on the side, whether it's going to have a spa day, getting your nails done. And for the male, I definitely suggest that for the men too. I don't want to leave y'all out, you know, but for the men, whether it's taking that time to get your haircut and a cup of, and a cup of coffee and, or going to the gym or maybe having just like a, you on a bowling night, who knows, but spending that time for yourself so that you're not just in that. It seems like a a hamster wheel, a, a hamster wheel of a routine just constantly every day and then you're you feel like you're losing yourself you're near losing yourself within the, within your marriage and then within the 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 motherhood life and all this stuff take time for yourself so how does one grow in prayer how does one grow in prayer how does one grow in prayer? Mm -hmm. hmm. I will say is staying before God, of course, and praying. You grow in prayer by constantly reading his word, trusting in his word, knowing that his word is true, adding nor subtracting from it.
This is not a religious work, walk. This is not a religious thing. This is not a man-made thing. Because man may tell you what you should be doing, how you should be doing things and all that. Which is good. We're here to help one another. But you have to... This is why we need the Holy Spirit to guide us. Mm -hmm. But it's spending a lot of time, as often as we can, at least 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever chance we get, we can pray. We can pray standing up, sitting, laying down, kneeling. You know, you could pray in your room. You could pray while cleaning. You can always be praying and praising the Lord these are the things that help you grow in your prayer life. Because prayer is just simply communication with God. Communicating, communicating, communicating. Mm -hmm. We want to stay in close communication with the Lord like Daniel. If you have any questions, Daniel prayed every chance he got. Daniel prayed. And through the life of prayer... You become so in tune and entangled with the Lord. Mm -hmm. That is where that relationship comes. Mm -hmm. And with that relationship with the Lord, this is how your relationship of marriage is being perfected. Your relationship with children is perfected. Your relationship with your boss, your relationship with people, your neighbors, it works but we have to first do the work for it to work, mm -hmm. to see it work. But pray does work because these are two things that the enemy fights us with. Mm -hmm. Prayer and the word. If he can keep you from praying or praying less and he keep you from reading the word of God, which is the, you, the guide to good life, mm -hmm. boy, he has you. But as a body of Christ, every child of God and everyone that says they are a child of God must live a life of prayer. And it works and it builds us up. That is the foundation. That is where power is. Awesome. Awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. So my next question is, what makes a powerful woman of God? Her prayer life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. That makes a powerful woman okay. of God. Yes. Her prayer life and her agape love. Yes. Not her lustful life. Her lustful, mm -hmm. not the, the love for um, the world. Mm -hmm. You know, not her love for the fancy clothes that she can wear. Mm -hmm. Because not all women of God, you know, had yeah. it like that. Mm -hmm. But the thing is her prayer life, because her prayer life is powerful. And once we know and understand what the prayer life is, to simplify it for those, because prayer is a, a thing that, I mean, it can go way beyond. Mm -hmm. But I, we're not going, I know we're not here to teach on prayer and all that. And, and get anyone confused and mm -hmm. all that because there's another side of it where intercession intercession with the Lord that's where you really go into deep prayer mm -hmm. these are the ones that hunger so after God that they live on their knees they're they stand in the gap for the people mm -hmm. the, the nation the country they stand in the gap for any and all things they're they're 
totally sold out. Sold out to God for praying for souls. Mm. But prayer life is what makes you powerful, a wonderful woman of God. Because with the prayer life too, I want to say it will change the way you talk. It will change the way you walk. It will change the way how you conduct yourself, how you carry yourself from the spirit within. You just end up with the heart of God for the heart of the people. You, 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 it works, guys. It does work because it will also change your unsaved husbands or, 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 or anyone around you, your workers, your employees. They will begin to see the change in you. They will not only see the change, they will hear the change. Because guess what? Pray does something within, inside someone that they begin to respond. That even them, they themselves begin to see and, and feel the change. Mm -hmm. You begin to hear God speak to you and tell you what to do, where to go, how to dress. He start, you'll be blessed in so many ways and favored because guess what? He owns everything. So pray is amazing if we start to just trust in God and trust in it and watch and see what God can do. I will be so happy if the whole world can begin to pray to the one and only true Jehovah Jireh. There are many gods, but the true God, one and only, is the Jehovah God. Amen. Well, <laughs> the next question that I have, and this is mainly, you know, it may seem like it's for women, women, women. But yes, we're going to we're going to cover the women. Women, we got your back. Okay? This is almost like a woman episode because I am interviewing a woman. So, yes. Now, our last question um that I have for you is what are some things God can use a woman for that he can't use a man for when it comes to teaching his word well <laughs> when i first um well just let's say as the apostle pastor who is my mate also always teach men are physical but women are relational and what do we mean by that? Men look at the outside appearance of a woman. Mm -hmm. That means, same thing with, hello, single women. <laughs> when you see a man say he loves you, most of the time he is not worrying or his focus is not so much about who you really are on the inside. He is attracted by your physical attire. Mm -hmm. And that is something we have to be very careful about young women, you know, single women, women that, you know, married women also that have made, some of us have made some mistakes with these men. They look at the physical, but we women of relational have to learn how to teach our men, our young boys, how to be relational with us. And how we do that is by respecting ourselves first as women, not easily giving in to them. As um, we said earlier tonight, mm -hmm. 
these are things that we have to learn to bring ourselves to having value is amazing that we have to keep saying bringing this up but having value given of ourselves having integrity being able to come to a place to to you know love ourselves in such a way that we can begin to have that trust and honesty of ourselves mm -hmm. and others and have relationship before we jump and hop into things that is not ours never was for us you know going in and looking for the wrong mates we have to build ourselves first and women can do it if we make up our mind is just having a made-up mind it's also praying and seeking God seek him first and he will show you because he made us mm -hmm. and he wants the best for us and when we women begin to uh, form relationship with one another in that way we can help lift one another mm -hmm. because we are relational but the key is if we understand this we can help with praying and trusting in God to help these men to have relationship teach them how to have relationship with us mothers it is time that we bring up our young boys our young men to first have respect and begin to have good communication get to know the young women you know with such um bringing them in a place to have that conversation sit sometimes don't always be quick and that's to both male and female don't be quick to jump into into the beds mm -hmm. into each other's arms like that and until you get to know each other it's so important it's good to become friends first get to know each other have that relationship become friends and who knows what will take place after from a friend then you become what with sweethearts husband and wife courting you yeah. start dating and everything that's how and that's what the lord does to you have to have that relationship with god and how it begins is pray you start to communicate and read his word get to know him you know so get to know the man of god first and he will lead you to the right men in or young man that's that the Lord has laid out there for you. Okay, so get to yeah. know God first and then he'll lead you Number to that one, right man. Yes. Now, clearly, y'all, she's trying to give y'all the tea on um, how you should be acting, how you should, you know, how what you should be looking so for, um, you know, and, of course, extra tea. And, you know, and when I say tea, for those that don't know what that means, tea is just very informative, great goodness like you know she's trying to inform you guys on who to who we should speak to which is the younger generation growing them up and valuing themselves and knowing how to approach each other and knowing the difference in women being relational and men being physical yes there may be some men out there that don't just look at your physical appearance. They may even notice some of the things that are inside. Like, you know, like you're very smart or I you attracted me or I was attracted to you because of your heart. 
many different things. Yeah, there may be some men out there, but majority of them, yes, they they are physical creatures. They're physical beings. Um, but with you stating relational, um, to me, I took it as basically that is that's the difference in God using women and using and God using men when it comes to teaching his word. God has made us relational for a purpose, for a reason. And God has made men the way they are for a purpose and for a reason. And the way we teach God's word is different. And I think in terms, you know, it's different compared to the way men teach God's word. I feel like when women are teaching God's word, we have a way of connecting emotionally with God and emotionally with the ones that we are teaching, the ones that we are, you know, talking to with men. This is not to say that men do not connect, you know, with the people that they are teaching and, and reading God's word to. This is not to say that they don't, but God has made women in such a way, you know, for us to have compassion exactly towards the people that we are talking to, towards the people that we teach. Um, you know, we it's almost like it's almost like uh if you lost a child, That's right? True. And you're and there's another woman that has lost a child as well. And you're, and, and God is using you, using your experience, using your, you know, at the time it could have been seen as a downfall. It could have been seen as something that you couldn't have accomplished or whatever it may have been. But it is for, it is a testimony. It's a testimony and growth and, and many different things that God, you know, has shown you that even though you have gone through this, this is what this is some areas that you have grew in. This is some things that have changed within you. And this is how you can transform and help someone else. So as you're talking to that other woman that has lost a child, a woman is able to relate Hence, keyword, we're relational. We're able to relate to that other woman. We're able to connect to that other woman in such an emotional way that it's almost like now our, our mouths are not speaking it's as I'm talking to you and I'm I'm relying and I'm relaying a word to you and I'm allowing the Holy Spirit to use me and speak through me, touching you. My heart now is also connecting to you. My heart is speaking to you because then both women are able to just be like, wow, yes. Could you be my sister in the Lord? Could you be my sister? Could you walk with me? Can we empower each other? Can we, you know, develop this amazing relationship with each other? And, you know, this is not, this is not say, you know, the men ain't doing nothing. The men can't do nothing. God has made 
each of us in such a miraculous, precious, special way. Mm -hmm. And we are used in different areas. And this, you know, all of these things that we talk about, you guys, we can do, we can all do it. I feel like we can all do it if we set the selfish mindset aside. A lot of us in this world, in this time now, just thinks about ourselves and who we care about. If you're not in my squad, if you're not in my clique, if if I don't know you, then I'm not going to connect with you. I don't need to do this with you. I don't need to do that for you. That we cannot have that mindset, you guys. I really don't believe we can have that mindset or we should have that mindset. I believe that we should all connect. We should all cover each other we shall all walk with each other pray for each other you know and grow with each other everything because the connection that i just spoke on on you know a woman to a woman whatever it may whatever situation it may be in that can't happen if that other woman is being selfish and that other woman is only thinking about her and and her her group and her you know the people that she speaks to but anyway I am so grateful for this interview. Um, you might as well call this a whole entire episode, a woman's touch or something. I don't know because it has been a few questions here and there are different things, but it has really related to women. And I hope that each and every one of you guys have been blessed by the answers, blessed by the questions. Um, If you have any other questions that you would like to ask, go ahead, check out the link that is located in the bio of both Instagram and Facebook. I have a um, anonymous form that you guys can fill out with any comments or episode suggestions or, you know, a prayer request. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, but do you have anything else you want to add in or anything you want to say or are you good to go? I want to (laughs) say, I want to say it's such a a blessing uh, to be able to even have this podcast. Mm -hmm. You know, it's so amazing all the things that we can do to get this this word out, to mm-hmm. encourage one another, to help one another to see who we are and where we need to be and where we can go. Because God, Jehovah Jireh, the, the beginning, the end, the I am that I am. And why I'm saying that? Because there is no other gods, mm-hmm. no other gods above nor beneath him. And all he wants is good for us all. He wants to see because he created us to to worship him and for him to love on us, love through us, and to help one another. Satan himself, who cares? Just know that Satan, he comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And he does it in so many ways, Mm -hmm. so many ways that you see there's no peace. and, And he will lie, but wherever you see there's a fight. You know, for war and everything is all the enemy. God is all about peace and joy. Mm-hmm. So women, like she said, it's all about women. This, God really, truly want to bring out the beauty that's in us, that he has put in us. 
And if you have made mistakes and you feel that you've mm. been in a or in a dark place and you you don't have confidence in yourself, mm -hmm. you feel that so oppressed about yourself, you feel ugly and everything. You're not. You're not. You're yes. beautiful. You just got to come out and allow other women that have love and compassion and have a word. Go and look for someone that can encourage you. Yes. Look for someone that can build you up. Listen to things like this podcast yes. that will build you up and let you know and give you assurance that wherever you are, you can change. So that is very, that is very, very, very true. You can change. Um, so you guys, I want to thank you so much for tuning in today, tuning into this episode. Um, if you don't mind, do you want to carry us out in prayer? Yes, okay. I don't mind. Okay. Father, we thank you, Lord, for loving on us, Lord. I thank you, Jesus, that you are God. And a God that cares and loves those that you have made and created in thine own image, Lord. I thank you, Lord God, Jesus, that you love us so much. But Father, Lord, we thank you for the women. For you have made us to be relational with thee. And relational with those among us, Lord God. And Father, there are so many crying out, Lord Jesus, to become that Proverbs 31 woman. That woman, Lord God, that you can groom, hallelujah. You groom them, mature them in your word, in the things of you, Lord. And Lord, that we can bloom and shine as young women, as middle-aged women, as mothers, Hallelujah, that can train and groom and, Lord Jesus, edify one another, that we can become, Lord, that woman, that young woman, that Proverbs 31 woman that you desire us to be. Lord, heal and deliver many that are bound and oppressed. And, Lord God, there's so many that don't feel, oh God, or love themselves. But, Lord, there is nothing impossible with you. And in you, Lord, all things are possible. So, Lord God, begin to touch the lives of many women, of every culture, of every nation, red, red, black, or white, Lord Jesus. It's not about the color, Lord, of our skin, but it's the heart, oh God, that, Lord Jesus, that you long to touch and heal. Hallelujah. And give us the hope. Hallelujah, and the strength to know that, Father, if we call on you, Lord, you will hear and you will answer and you will begin to heal us and heal our relationship among many, Lord God. Thank you, Lord, for this podcast, and I pray that you will bless this young woman, Lord Jesus, and bless her podcast, and may it begin to bloom in so many ways that so many words will get out to many souls and heal, deliver, and save. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys, once again, thank you so much for listening into this podcast episode today. Thank you so much for tuning into this season. And I will see you guys and talk to you guys in the next season. Be blessed, stay prayed up, 
have faith in God. And you guys, we are amazing once we do all those things, you guys. Talk to you guys later. See you guys in the next season. Thank <music> you.